Hey everybody, welcome back to the Inside Indiana podcast. I'm your host, Alex McCarthy. Today we're reflecting on signing day a little bit, uh, the biggest day of the year for us here at 24-7 Sports, and uh, one of the biggest days really in, in college football all year round. It's always a long day, it's always kind of a re- rewarding day uh, in terms of uh, both for, uh, you know, personally, just having covered the recruitment of a lot of these guys and seeing the class come together and, and kind of wrapping up the work that we've done over the past year, or in some cases the past couple of years. Um, but I'm sure it's an even better feeling for the coaches and, and players and everything like that who uh, who sign their letters of intent and who uh, kind of begin their, their college career and everything like that. Uh, it, was a fair, it was a very uneventful signing day for Indiana, which uh, is probably a good thing, especially for, uh, for this program that's, that's undergone so many changes since Kevin Wilson's um, kind of sudden departure at the beginning of December. And, um, you know, Tom, Tom Allen, when he spoke to us at the press conference on signing day, was saying, was, was pointing out that Indiana only lost one commit from, um, from the post, I guess, the post-Wilson uh, staff changes. That was Kurt Raftel, tight end from Carmel. Uh, but Indiana was able to retain the rest of the class. They have 23 members in this class. They signed 18 of them on signing day, five are early enrollees. Uh, 13 members of the class are on the defensive side of the ball, or at least currently project on the defensive side of the ball, and nine project on offense, uh, which leaves uh, Hayden Whitehead, an Australian punter, as the uh, the sole kind of only special teams guy in this class. Six players are from the state of Indiana. We'll, we'll talk about that more later in the podcast when we have a couple of the signees on, but um, that's obviously a big deal. Um, for an Indiana program that's looking to exert its dominance a little bit more in the state, especially in the Indianapolis area. And under Tom Allen, you know, Tom Allen is an Indiana guy. He's from Newcastle, coached in Indianapolis for a while at Ben Davis High School, and obviously ended up in Indiana. But he's also a Florida guy in a lot of ways. He coached high school down there, and he also was the defensive coordinator at South Florida for a year, as you probably know. So he has tons of connections down there. Greg Fry, who is no longer on the staff, is from Clearwater, Florida, and was huge in securing a lot of guys from that from Clearwater and Tampa, that whole area. So Indiana signed nine players from Florida in this class, which is the most I can certainly ever remember in my six years, seven years of, uh, of covering the team. So that's obviously another huge storyline. And we later on in this podcast, we talked to players from Florida and Indiana. We have three players on today. Uh, Columbus, Indiana center Harry Kreider leads us off here in a couple minutes. And then we talk to Jawan Burgess, who's from Tampa, who actually was a high school teammate of Tom Allen's son, Thomas. And then to wrap things up, we have Bryant Fitzgerald, who is from Avon, Indiana, and really was one of the one of the more important members of this class, not only because he's one of the highest ranked rated players in the class, but because he committed a long time ago, and he was kind of instrumental in, in securing a lot of those Indianapolis guys. We'll, we'll get more into that later, obviously. Uh, but a couple storyline, a couple other kind of storylines of this class. Tom Allen was saying that, and this is something that Kevin Wilson has said for a couple years as well, is that a priority in this class was getting not only big body types. I mean, they have their you know 370-pound defensive tackle, Juan Harris. They have their 380-pound offensive tackle, Caleb Jones. But they also... Really wanted to get some guys who were, who have 
bodies that can fit in multiple positions. I guess uh, Michael Ziemba really stands out as a guy from Florida who can play defensive end or tight end. Uh, he played linebacker in high school as well. So he can kind of move around a little bit. Burgess, who we talked to later, he played safety, he played wide receiver, he played quarterback, he returned punts. Just a lot of guys who can play multiple positions can fit in multiple areas because Indiana has been recruiting a few of those recently. And, you know, I mean, you look at like like Leon Thornton or something who, you know, when there are depth issues at wide receiver, he's a wide receiver. When there are depth issues at cornerback, he flips over to cornerback. Um, Kenny and Patrick is kind of the same way where Indiana sees him in multiple positions and is trying to figure out where he can kind of fit. Donovan Hale uh, is the same where he came in kind of as a quarterback and then has you know, spent some time kind of as a tight end and then is out at wide receiver. Brandon Knight obviously pops out in that same way, that tight end tackle kind of thing. Chris Covington is a very extreme example where he comes in, um, I guess, as a linebacker and then flips to quarterback and then now it is ending up back at linebacker where he's going to play a fairly significant role in the future. But but long story short, I mean, Indiana has found a lot of those guys who fit multiple in multiple positions and can kind of switch around, um, depending on where they need more depth, depending on who's hurt, things like that. So, and of course, depending on the best fit. Um, so we'll see where, where some of those guys end up. Um, but that was, that, that was kind of a priority for Tom Allen and his staff in this class. Um, just to kind of get some of those versatile guys to get some more athleticism in here. And obviously getting guys from Florida, I mean, you know, no offense to to people from the state of Indiana or a lot of Midwestern states, there's obviously a lot of talent in Ohio and in the Indianapolis area and the Chicago area, things like that. But the state of Florida every year produces many of the best athletes in the class. And it's just the talent pool is so, so deep there that even if schools like Florida State, Florida, you know, SEC kind of programs down there, even if they are taking the top you know, a few percent of, of the talent down there, you know, the the 50th best player in Florida would be the, you know, eighth best player in, in a lot of states, you know. Um, so it, having a little bit of success there, building more or less a pipeline to a lot of these schools can really benefit Indiana down the road, just like it's benefiting Indiana in this class. And we talk about that a little bit, um, you know, especially, well, we talk with Joan Burgess in a little bit about you know, three teammates from one school committing uh, because, and it's, it's an extreme case, obviously, because Tom Allen was able to visit Plant High School in Tampa quite often because he's, because his son went there. Um, so he had a little bit more of a relationship with, with Burgess, with wide receiver Wap Fillior. So it was a little bit easier, I guess, to kind of, you know, th- that trust was already ingrained a little bit. So uh, we talk about that a little bit, but we start off here with an interview with Harry Kreider, who committed a long time ago, committed last summer. Uh, he's a center from Columbus, right down the road. You know, he has an eight one two area code, um, so he's a local guy. He had family who is, you know, older siblings who have gone to Indiana, and we talk with him a little bit about that, a little bit about kind of fitting into the offense, and a little bit about the the staff changes that have happened because Greg Fry, the former offensive line coach who recently left to go back to Michigan. Um, he was instrumental in, in getting a lot of these offensive linemen the past few years, you know, going back to even to Dan Feeney and Jason Spriggs and um, all, all those guys who've, who've made Indiana's offensive line as good as it's been. 
he's, he was a big reason of why a lot of these guys committed. But uh, I wanted to talk to Kreider a little bit about, you know, after Fry's departure, what kind of kept those guys committed. So um, let's get to that interview with Harry Kreider, um, which was recorded the night before signing day, or the afternoon, I guess, before signing day, um, just about the class and how it ended up this way. Uh, first of all, I guess just how exciting is it to, to finally get it done and, and sign with IU? I mean, it's a dream come true. I mean, this is something you dream of as a kid, and uh, to finally make it official is unbelievable. And uh, it's just the start of another step in the process, and I'm excited. Right, and, and you know, you mentioned it kind of being a dream since you were a kid. And with you especially, you know, you've had siblings go to IU. You've grown up, you know, right near Bloomington. I guess how excited is, is your whole family for this? Oh, they're super excited. Uh, it's a huge relief for them to have me going somewhere close where they can come watch and support me. And, uh, yeah, it means a lot for them. Uh, I'm not going to have to fly away anywhere far. And, yeah, it'll be like I'm staying right at home. Right, right. And uh, I guess, how did your se- uh, senior season go? And then, I guess, what, where do you feel like you grew this past year? Uh, the senior season was awesome. Uh, we were fortunate enough to make it all the way to the state finals mm-hmm. and unfortunately lost in the finals there. But it was a great run. Um, no one really thought we'd get that far. And so it was phenomenal to uh, work with the guys and get to that point. But uh, I think what I worked on the most and what helped me grow the most was uh my leadership uh being a senior of course having to lead the team is uh, an experience that i hadn't really been a part of before and uh, i think it was life-changing and i definitely learned a lot about myself and about others and it was a great experience Mm -hmm. and then you know the last couple months there's been a lot of uh turnover i guess in the iu coaching staff um with coach wilson a couple months ago and then uh, obviously, Coach Fry recently. I guess what you know through all of this. I guess what have um, what has kind of kept you committed to IU? Uh, the new people that are stepping in are unbelievable, and uh, I think the changes are better. And uh, IU is looking pretty great for this upcoming season, and I have faith that Coach Allen will have a great replacement for Coach Fry. It's unfortunate that he left, but. Uh, he'll find someone who will get the job done and be a great coach and a great leader for us. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know a couple weeks ago on your official visit, you and uh, and Caleb Jones were able to to meet um, the new offensive coordinator Mike DeBoer. I guess what was what were your impressions of him and and the offense that he you know was talking about? Well, he seems like a great guy. I can see how him and uh, Tom Allen will work great together. Um, he is good friends with my high school head coach actually so I, and I see a lot of similarities in those two and so I feel right at home being under him and uh, I definitely think uh, our offense will be great right and and yeah both he and uh, Tom Allen are, are Indiana guys you know who come from the state and um, I guess being an in-state guy going to the in-state school I guess how important is that to to kind of have those in-state ties I mean, it's a great feeling. It definitely means more, I think, uh, playing for your home state and especially having these coaches now who are this is their home state, too. So it definitely is going to mean a lot for all of us. Uh, we got a lot of in-state commits coming out of this class. And so there's going to be a lot of heart with this group. And I think that's going to show on the field. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned all the in-state guys, I guess. Uh, what's it been like to kind of get to know all of them? Because a lot of them 
obviously you're from the, the Indianapolis area, but have you gotten to meet a lot of them? And what's it been like to, to kind of get to know a lot of those guys? Yeah, I got to know all the in-state guys, and I mean, they're great guys. I can see how I'm going to fit in just uh, right along with those guys. And uh, it's going to be real fun. I mean, having that Indiana connection with them, I can definitely see the similarities and um, the way the things we like to do and how we act and that sort of thing. And so uh, having a football team full of those guys is definitely going to help with chemistry, and we're going to be able to produce on the field. Right, and uh... – and just just from watching IU this past year and watching, you know, kind of the the ups and downs and the close calls and everything, I guess, um, what are you looking forward to the most about just kind of being part of that team? Well, like you said, they're real close, and uh, might be cliche, but the word this year's breakthrough, and mm-hmm. I, that's definitely a possibility because, I mean, the, those huge games, Ohio State, Michigan, they're that close this year, and so I think with just a little more help and which which is what we've gotten with this class and the new coaching staff i think we're gonna you know break records here mm-hmm. and uh and just looking at this class um so far or you know in general um what do you view as kind of the the strengths of this group uh well we're definitely strong on both lines i uh, got a lot of guys coming in especially on defense and i know that was what they needed and what they got uh, i've had a lot of great uh, commits come in here late, the quarterbacks, running back, receivers, and it's really coming together as a whole, and I can definitely see how this group is strong in all all areas, and so that's going to help our team tremendously even early on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and then on an individual level, I guess, what are you going to be focusing on these next couple or a few months before you get to Bloomington? Uh, my main focus right now has been weight gain, uh, lifting a lot. You know, just trying to put some weight on before I get there because that's uh, my main uh, issue right now. And so, but that's not a huge concern. The coaches aren't worried about it. But uh, to put me in a position where I'll have an opportunity to play, um, that's what needs to happen. So, yeah, we'll see. It'll it'll all work out. And I have faith that whatever does happen will be for the best. And then next we have Jawan Burgess, who. uh... Uh, you know, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but he projects as a safety at Indiana, long, rangy guy, super athletic. Uh, he was a former Southern Cal commit who uh, then kind of started looking around when when the Trojans not necessarily recruited over him, but they, um, you know, kind of encouraged a few of their commits to kind of look around and see if there's a better fit and, and Burgess. Checked out Indiana. He was scheduled to go visit Florida, actually, but ended up committing a few days before he was supposed to visit Florida. Committed to Indiana, of course, before he was supposed to visit Florida. So we talk about kind of what won him over. Um, he's the highest-rated player in this class now, uh, in the signing class. And we talk about what brought him to Indiana, what he liked about the visit. We talk with him a little bit about the two teammates who he's, you know, his two high school teammates who are coming up here to Indiana in uh, linebacker Thomas Allen and wide receiver Wap Fillior. And we talked a little bit at the end, got him to open up a little bit more as the interview went along, uh, just about his experience sitting out his junior year um, due to transfer rules um, when he transferred to Plant High School. So um, it gets it gets better as the interview goes along. I think he, he opens up a little bit more and um, and really kind of, give some insight into the player he is. So uh, here's our interview with Joan Burgess. 
when did IU start talking to you, and uh, and what was kind of the the process with that? Um, IU was talking to me ever since like the beginning of the season, but like I never really like paid no attention because it was the season I was focused on. Uh, I was focused on just football and football only. Then after the season, that's when I went to contact with the coaches and everything. Hmm. Okay. And which which coaches in particular were the ones talking to you? Okay. What did you like about them? Ah, uh, they just great, great people. <laughs> right, right. And uh, I guess did you know um, Coach Allen a little bit just through uh, through playing with Thomas? Mm-hmm. Okay. What did you? I guess what what are your impressions of him? Uh, Coach Allen, he's a like a very big family man, very big Christian man. So <clears throat> I was just like. Me not going to Indiana—that's that's passing up a golden opportunity, honestly. Hmm. Right, and and what was I guess on your visit? What what stood out to you? Um, just like when I was hanging out with the players and stuff, just that brotherhood that that I felt on my visit. So I was like, yeah, this is this is a place for me because it's not just with the players, the brotherhood, but also with the coaches. Like the coaches are all joking around with each other, get along well. The players joke with the coaches and stuff. It's like real deal. It's a family environment. Right, right. And uh, you know, in terms of of going there and playing with with your high school teammates, I guess what's that? I guess what are you looking forward to about playing with with Thomas and WAP at the next level? Champion, bring home a championship. Mm-hmm. Right, and, and what was it like to, I guess, you know, obviously to, to be so close this year uh, to getting that championship? Just more fuel to the fire, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Were there any moments, um, I guess, in particular with, with Thomas and WAP, I guess, were there any moments throughout the season that really stood out to you um, about, you know, things that they did? Um. Well, one, WAP, WAP is just, all around unbelievable player and Thomas also a phenomenal player he got that Thomas is a natural born leader so me playing with him Thomas showed me a lot I showed Thomas a lot Wap showed me a lot and like we all we all showed each other a lot really that's why we got that chemistry and stuff with Thomas you know and you say he's a natural born leader I guess um how much did he kind of run the show defensively for you guys? Um, just his his knowledge of studying the playbook, like inside and out, studying opponents, like his. I, I don't. I don't even know. Thomas was really like a coach on the field. Mm-hmm. It'd be it'd be certain certain plays. I'm standing there. I'm like, yo, what's the play? And Thomas, he'll. Honestly, just break down a whole play within five seconds. <laughs> okay, gotcha. And uh, I guess with you individually, I guess do they see you? Does Indiana see you kind of as a defensive back? What what exactly? Where do they see you? Um, safety. Okay. Got it. And, and is that you know because you kind of did a little bit of everything this year? Is that kind of where you want to play at the next level? Oh yeah, because uh, I'm a. Hey, don't get me wrong. 
I'll play receiver. I'll play running back. I'll play quarterback. I'll play anything that the team needs me to play. But defense is defense is where I see myself later on in life. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And, uh, yeah, speaking of, you know, playing every position, um, I was talking to, to your coach who was saying that, you know, when you first – transferred to plant um you had to sit out a year because of transfer stuff and uh and you were like the scout team quarterback is that right oh yeah yeah what, what i guess what was that how much did you learn from from that experience well as playing the uh, scout team quarterback i learned a lot i learned how to give a certain line calls so the line know that if it's more pressure on one side than the other for example i learned to call uh two for one you know and yeah, I just learned a lot of things. <laughs> right, right, and uh, and yeah, he was saying that you were uh, you were willing to to get tackled in practice too. What was that like to kind of just get tackled over and over by your teammates? I, at first, I'm like, oh no, there's it's no way, no way, I'm gonna get tackled by these guys because <laughs> I was going up against like Bo Peep, Sean Kissel, Yanni Allen. Uh, it's more. It's Joe Ryan, Brandon Butler. It's just like the guys that was freaks. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh no. Nah. At first, I'm like, nah, I'm not, I'm not on this. But then that's when, as a seat, like as the season went to carry on and stuff, I'm like, oh yeah, I could, I could get used to this. <laughs> what did you? I guess what did you like about it? Just like honestly, the the, the, the trash talking, mm. you know. And, like, once you – because being a scout team quarterback and being on scout team, if you if you execute a play perfect and the defense couldn't stop it, they get in trouble for it. So me talking trash to them while they getting in trouble is just the thing I was looking forward to the most. <laughs> right. And how much did – I guess how much did kind of having to sit out that year uh, – I guess what was it like to, you know, not be able to play for a year? Me uh, and I – my junior, it was really tough, like really, really tough. Mm-hmm. But it was, it was times that I enjoyed it, times that I wish it never happened. But at the end of the day, I just had to use that as motivation. Mm-hmm. Like when we played Armwood and we lost, it sucked because I couldn't do anything. I had to watch my team go through that. So that was that was one with Armwood. Then with uh, with Lakeland last year. Same thing. My team, I see my team in need of help and all that stuff. But I like I was there, but I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. You understand what I mean by that? Like I was there. My my presence was there, but my my soul and effort and plays and all that stuff it, it wasn't there for the team. Right, right. And then um, you know, obviously with committing to Southern Cal and then and then ending up in Indiana. I mean, was it just? Kind of a better fit for you at IU. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No offense to the South Carolina coaches or anything. I mean, oops, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, Southern California coaches. But you know, I felt like Indiana was the best fit for me and everything, and I'm glad I made the switch. Right, right, definitely. And uh, I guess what do these next couple months look like in terms of you know getting ready? For the next level, what I guess, what are your goals for the next few months before you head up to Bloomington? Do what I got to do to be the, the starting safety. 
Right. For the next four years. And then to wrap things up, we have, like I said at the beginning of this podcast, one of the more important members of this class, at least in my opinion, Brian Fitzgerald from Avon. He, in a football sense, very athletic, versatile, um, very good running back, very good defensive back. Um, He makes plays, you know, in the run game, in the pass game. He is kind of built to to play a little little bit of everything there in the defensive backfield, and uh, can is is a guy who can probably help Indiana earlier rather than later. Tom Allen during his signing day press conference was saying um, that if there's one player in this class who kind of has the moxie and kind of has the um, the football know how to come in and, and work hard and make an impact early. It's Brian Fitzgerald. Or at least that was the first name that he mentioned. Um, and, and you can see it in, in talking to him and watching him play um, and just kind of how he carries himself. He considers himself one of the leaders of this class, um, and, and he really has been. He was an early commit, a very prominent player in the state, um, one of the more talented and more high-profile players in the state, and was instrumental in kind of securing a lot of the Indianapolis area commits that Indiana had. Um, he goes way back with Ben Davis, defensive tackle LaShawn Miner, who ended up signing with Indiana. Uh, we talk about him a little bit, both personally and in a football sense. And we just talk about, you know, Fitzgerald and I just talk a little bit about how this class came to be, how important it is for Indiana to kind of secure the borders of its state. And uh, we talk, and this was, this was recorded the night before signing day, and so he was, he does mention, um, the possibility of Indiana landing Auburn commit Devin Barrett, uh, who was a running back, and Indiana obviously was not able to flip Barrett. So there, there is that little caveat in there. Um, I guess a little outdated soundbite in this interview, but but other than that, it, it's a good look at the class. It's a good look at how it was built and what Fitzgerald is looking for. So let's get to that interview. First of all, you've been committed to this class, you know, longer than almost anybody. Um, when you first committed, I guess, was this kind of the, the kind of class that you were envisioning, you know, fairly defense heavy? Yeah, yeah. Um, going into the, um, to the class, I knew that um, going into the recruitment, I knew that IU was mainly going to hit on the on the defense side of the ball because that's what they struggled in in years past. And, uh, and I just know that we we're always usually topping them. Um, Top of leaderboards for for offense in the Big Ten. Um, offense can score with any the best of them. They already proved that. So uh, they really were sitting on defense. So I was I really was anticipating this. So and I'm and I'm glad how it unfolded. Uh, a lot of the commits that we got on the, the defense side of the ball necessarily, and we got a couple of dynamic players on the offense side of the ball too. And uh, we're trying to get the Auburn running back. So I think if we get him on the offense side, it would be complete. Um, but I think our D, our defense is, is very solid right now. Right, and a lot of those defensive guys are from the Indianapolis area, from you know in the state. I guess how much did you kind of work on a lot of those guys? You know, Beery and Miner, and a lot of those guys in the Indianapolis area. Um, just going, just going and hanging out with them. Uh, I actually grew up uh, with Big Sean, with Sean. Um, mm-hmm. just, uh, so I already knew him. We we already had a personal relationship. So just we build a relationship around the town because. Um, the, the best town is usually in, in in the city where we play in our conference. So just, just trying to get the best player to come play with us. And, um, and then that, that Indiana home factor really played a big part. And, uh, so I t- try to use that as advantage when I was talking to him and uh, tell him all the great benefits of staying home and playing, just like how the coaches did with me. 
Mm-hmm. And yeah, and obviously you and LaShawn go way back. Um, I guess is there any you know one story about him that that stands out to you? Um, you know, either football-wise or not, uh, just kind of showing the kind of the kind of guy he is, the kind of player that he could be. Oh uh, yeah, I remember. Um, I was really playing against him um, this 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 past year uh, in the second championship game, and uh, I, I remember one play that I got a hand off, and uh, he got off the he got off the line at, at the ridiculous speed. I couldn't even do anything on the play because he was right there in the back post out there. And he was a, I knew right then he was, he was going to be a dynamic player, and, uh, and that we really got a catch, and um, that he didn't commit to Minnesota, that he committed to us. So I was I was very happy about that. Right, right, and uh, you know, with with all the the coaching changes that have gone on the past couple of months, I mean, um, how much have you guys? I, I guess what's been the reaction of the of the recruiting class to those? Because obviously, almost all of you guys have stayed committed. Yeah, we we we've honestly are excited for the for the Tennessee the Tennessee um, OC to come over, and then the Mississippi wide receiver coach to uh, offer the changes. So we we are actually excited um, to hear that to see that. Um, to bring some of the SEC culture to the Big Ten, um, so we were, we were we were very excited when we got the culture. Right, right, and and you know, speaking of bringing that SEC culture uh, to IU, there have been a bunch of commits from from Florida and from uh, just from the South in general. I guess how excited are you to to be able to play with guys who you know are from those football hotbeds down there? Yeah, um, I'm very excited because you know they they usually say the best talent is for is down south and it still holds true, so. I'm, I'm very excited to get to get to go ahead and practice with them, build relationships with them, and uh, hopefully bring a Big Ten championship and um, and many more championships to IU for the next couple of years. And I'm here and, um, just 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 really embracing the the culture change of uh, how they play down there and try to see how they bring it up here and see what type of things that they do and, and try to learn some stuff from them. Right, right, and you know, with you individually, I guess, uh, what have you been working on uh, this this past season, this off season, um, you know, kind of in preparation for getting to IU? Um, well, they well, they they usually tell me that the strength I already had was his last, because I'm already a 200 pound safety. They want they want me to be two two or five, which I'm I'm at like ten more pounds when I get there, anyways. Mm-hmm. But um, so they they already said I have the physical aspect of it. So it's more of the of the footwork and the um. And the um and the conditions they say that they usually have with freshmen and with incoming freshmen they usually don't they not necessarily the strength wise is there but it's the it's the um, physical it's the, um the conditioning part of it so I've just been working on full full working going out and running and just trying to be conditioned for when I get there and uh, I can just build. Mm-hmm. And you know, being a, a defensive guy, how excited are you, you know, to play for a head coach who obviously is very defensive minded? I'm very excited. Um, when you see him on file, whatever, a defense makes a good player or a bad play, he's, he's always hyped up no matter what what happens. You know, He's always going to keep it real with you. Um, and he, he just, he's a great guy to, to to play for. So I'm very excited to to really get that and build that relationship up with him. Right, right, definitely. Uh, and then, yeah, last couple of things. Uh, do you have any plans specifically for signing day about you know when you're going to sign and things like that? Yeah, um, I'm planning on signing Sunday at seven oh one, and um, and really just taking just taking the day off and going to celebrate with my family because this is uh, this is one of the big days, one of my achievements. It's because I started playing high school football. I knew that I wanted to be a Hoosier, stay home, and uh, and help and help win and help win here. So, so it's kind of a big day whenever uh, I get to sign that paper. Um, one of my dreams finally come true, but this is just the beginning of a new chapter. So I'm excited. 
That'll wrap things up for us here on our signing day edition of the Inside Indiana podcast. Stay tuned for more coverage. We've been reeling out a bunch of kind of position overviews, going position by position through this class. Um, Tom Allen spoke about a number of topics the other day, so we're going to be kind of rolling out a lot of a lot of those kind of storylines as well. Um, and obviously, there's all the basketball coverage that you want, and all of the um, you know football team coverage there on the site so be sure to follow along with us there but uh for now that'll wrap up this podcast thanks for listening and uh we hope to talk to you soon Mm -hmm.